Is the Trump campaign falling on deaf ears? And what relief is coming for the 32 million unemployed Americans? It's time to get informed, America. Let's go. You're listening to Get Informed, America, the only true unfiltered show that's fighting fake news and finding common ground. Now, here's your hosts, Dave Oakenquist and Rodney Johnson. Hello and welcome to Get Informed America, the show that breaks through the mainstream media box to bring you real smart news. Hi, I'm Dave Oakenquist and joining me is, as always, the smartest, still remaining, <laughs> smartest man I know, uh, Mr. Rodney Johnson, of course, the editor of InformedAmerican.com. Rodney, you still have the perch. No one is, don't, there's not even a ch- an immediate challenger right now. You're still the smartest man I know by a long, by a long mile. <laughs> I don't think it says anything about me. I think it says you need more friends. <laughs> I do. I need to get out more, but I can't, yeah. Rodney, because <laughs> there's nowhere to go. Uh, here we are uh, re- uh, hi- recapping and, and highlighting uh, some of the most important things of the week. And we were talking before we got started. It was kind of a quiet week, um, but I think it's a good, it's a good time to, uh, to reassess or to give, uh, give a state of the, of the election, the state of the race, where we are. There's a story here on uh, Yahoo Finance, Rodney, that I read to our uh, – uh, that I read to our Facebook group yesterday, uh, which is that tr- uh, coronavirus could cost Trump 100 elect- electoral votes. And this comes by Moody's Analytics, uh, which has reversed their position on the on the election. They came out uh, back in February. They predicted that Trump would win with 336 electoral votes. And now, after, uh, after facing the global pandemic, they now predict a, almost a flip-flop of the opposite, which is Biden. Biden now taking their Biden is now favored. He's uh, this isn't electoral. It's sort of an economic model, but it, and it predicts Biden to win four of the six swing states. And if there's a, and then they have a high turnout model, which says Biden would take all of them. And of course, we saw uh, that Quinnipiac poll seeing Trump lead by 15 points. I don't believe 15 points, um, but main point. Handing it off to you, Rodney, is that things have certainly turned against the president after this pandemic, and uh, he is now behind in this race. Yeah. And I mean, you and I have been talking about this for a long time, and I've always been of the mind that Trump was in trouble since the day after he was elected. Uh, if, the, if the election in 2016 was held clearly on Tuesday the 7th and then held again on Wednesday the 8th, I think he would have lost on Wednesday the 8th because many people who didn't turn out in the swing states who were perhaps not that impressed with Hillary Clinton but thought she was going to win anyway, I think they would have gone to the polls. And so I have always thought that his reelection chances were, you know, hanging by a thread uh, because there is that push. And in a lot of states, it doesn't really matter. Everybody knows how they're going to go. It c- does come down to those six states. And this has made it worse because one of the big things um, that Trump had going for him was the economy. And of course, now that's been taken away by the pandemic. And everybody says, well, gee, that's, a, that's an outside event. They're always outside events. It's, it's rare the person in power who says, hey, let's go torpedo this thing, right? It's just something that comes along and you know how you deal with it is how you deal with it. So I, I think they're right, but I think, it was, uh, I think it was questionable to begin with. Uh, now, well, we had we had the economy, Rodney. We had impeachment defeated. We were getting we we're going to get Biden. Trump was going to storm around the country doing his rallies, and then when uh, Biden's his mental health is clearly deteriorating, in my opinion. And then when the debates came, that would be that would have been exposed. And then all of it, they might not even have a debate now. And I saw one one of the demands from the Biden camp is for Trump to release his taxes as a condition of debating. Uh, so you can see where that's going. <laughs> I don't think Biden is interested in a debate. I think he's just going to. And I think uh, it was Terry McAuliffe who said just do the do the basement strategy uh and then you'll be fine because i don't think um 
I, I don't know. I, I, so, I, so you're saying, I mean, you're saying it's, 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 it's too, is it too hard of a road to, 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 to go through? This doesn't surprise you. So you weren't even thinking at, at the back of the impeachment and all that with the strong economy. Even then you were saying it was going to, he didn't, he, he was behind even, even back in say, I don't know, January, back in the fall. We were talking about this back in the fall. And, and, and so I'm a numbers guy. And so I, I hear everything people say, I'm, I'm reading, you know, the news as to what people think. But then I'm looking at what people are doing. And so you go back to the 2018 election, the first time you had more people under 50 vote than people over 50 since they've been keeping records going back to about 1970. And you look at what the young people are asking for, and they're asking for a more liberal agenda. They just mm-hmm. are. And if you look at how uh, the, um, the political breakdown happens along age and male-female lines, Young female voters are overwhelmingly liberal. They just are. And and the numbers are like 72 to 36. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, the split. And and it's the biggest by far. And with that group becoming more important in voting in general, it makes sense that you're going to see elections go that way. And then you go look at the states that are in play there, being, you know, Wisconsin and Michigan and Ohio and Arizona and Pennsylvania and Florida. Guess what? Most of them had a bunch of young voters. And so that's the piece that Trump has not reached. And I didn't see him reaching them last fall. I still don't see him reaching them. That's why I thought he was in trouble before the pandemic ever happened. Well, that's, that, that leads me to, to where I was going next, which is uh, the, two recent things coming out. One, the, the president didn't, uh, um, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it a press conference or what, but it was about, he did this thing where he had a red, a red truck and a blue truck and showed that the weight of regulation on the blue truck and how, you know, the red truck is lighter, basically showing he, he's been the deregulation president and uh, he's going to, to run on that. Uh, and, and there's another thing uh, coming out of uh, Rasmussen. I, I, you probably saw this, too. It was that the 66% of likely voters say cutting taxes is a top issue for them in the upcoming presidential election. And, uh, of course, most believe that uh, Biden will raise their taxes. Now, my point here is you just made a point about numbers and, and, and skewing younger. They don't care. I, I know this election isn't going to be about regulation. It's not going to be nope. about tax rates. It, these are almost just irrelevant, th- irrelevant points to why people are going to go into the voting booth and, and pull the lever for either one of these people. Right. And so I, you know, I'm going to get hate mail over this, obviously. Um, I, I'm just telling people what I see here. Um, it's if you ask somebody who's 27, if they care about tax rates, they do because they want them higher. Yeah. <laughs> they want people who make more to be taxed at a higher rate. And if you ask them about regulation, they want more of it because they, they think that the, the um, detoothing of the EPA is a horrible thing. And so I, I hear that 66% say it's about taxes. Tell me about the people who are under 50 in these battleground states. Those are the ones that are going to decide this election. They've got to come out and then they got to vote. And so I think turnout is already going to happen. Then it's a question of how they vote. And so this whole national thing about tax rates doesn't really sway me as to who's going to win because it's not about the national view of tax rates. It's about just these people in these states who are going to you know, push their election one way or the other. I agree. Uh, but as, as a potential strategy, I saw uh, um uh, Scott Adams, I know you, you know, Scott or not, you know him, yeah. but you know, of Scott, you're a fan. Absolutely. Of his, uh, yeah. The, uh, I was a Dilbert fan long before he was doing his other political stuff, which I'm a fan of as well. So. Right. Uh, now his, 
his slogan would be 2020 jobs, not mobs. And I think that would be a, a, a potential winner. Cause this is, at the end of the day, it's not about, it's like I said, it's not about the, you know, a marginal tax rate. It's not about, uh, you know, cutting regulation here or there, or even adding, or even more regulation. People aren't voting for that. It's a gut thing. Um, and I think jobs versus jobs, not mobs kind of cuts to the, that could be maybe a central message, something like that. Maybe that, that cause I think that might get people in the voting booth. Uh, I think that like slogan still skews burn. older. And so, I mean, is, is that going to sway somebody who's 27 years old? And, and, and my, my immediate reaction is it, it doesn't rise to that level. So I have not seen the outreach from the Trump campaign to that young voter yet. Uh, no, I haven't either. Um, what do you think about, um, apparently Kanye West announced and then didn't, and then I guess he's actually, he actually did file the paperwork to be on the ballot. Um, I mean, could he get one or 2%? Oh yeah. 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 He could definitely get one or 2%. Could he get, could he get enough votes in these battleground states to sway the election? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a very interesting idea. Uh, Kanye West was, of course, a Trump supporter. Right. Uh, and has recently um, I, I found religion isn't the word I'm looking for because I don't know his religious affiliation before, but he certainly turned his music and his attention in a more religious direction. And so um, he's, he's interesting. Um, I, I, don't know, I don't know enough about him to say that I want him to be the leader of my country. Um, but uh, it would be interesting to see him in the race. I don't expect him to be. Uh, his campaign strategist said that he was out uh, because there's a huge organization you have to put on the ground in every state where you want to be competitive. And I just don't see him making that happen. Uh, so I, I do think he's out. As, as somebody wrote uh, this morning, you know, if Kanye West is running for president, then so is your mother, uh, because there are over 1,400 people who are registered to run for president, and you haven't heard about any but two of them most likely no but at least he's the most famous uh yeah so it, it definitely see I, I don't know what i don't want to call it a stunt but it's certainly well maybe it is a stunt <laughs> well i mean it's a it's it's a it's an activity with no chance of success and so if the goal is <laughs> to be president it's a stunt if the goal is to raise issues and to raise awareness about things well, maybe not yeah absolutely uh rodney one uh, i got a couple 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 of more things here one is uh this issue of as as the U.S. Uh, looks like it could be reversing course on on opening up the economy and maybe heading back to some lockdowns, we saw California doing that. There was some reports that uh, that may happen in your home state of Texas. Um, here in Florida, things are still open, um, thankfully. But uh, we the, the only real uh, caveat to that is you just have to wear a mask anywhere you go inside, which really isn't that big of a deal. It's just fine. Uh, there is that issue of of Sweden, Rodney, um, and they basically didn't shut down their 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 economy uh they did some things to protect some of the older older folks and uh shut down some schools other than that most of most of the stuff was open now their death rates were higher um but in comparison i want to show this this graph here so death rates per million rodney New Jersey, 1,700. <laughs> New York, 1,600. UK, six. And then here we are, Sweden, down below the UK, Spain, Italy, uh, you know, ahead of France, ahead of the United States. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, Florida, the demon, the demon state, the worst state in the yep. world, just 205. California, totally fine at 180. And, of course, Texas, um, saving grace for you, Rodney, just, just 115, which is really, really low. Um, but, you know, looking at this, it does make me think, you know, did we do the right thing? And, and, and at the end of the day, um, we could have just kept this thing rolling. And in other words, the, in the, I guess there's an outstanding question of whether lockdowns 
really even work? I mean, does this thing just end up transmitting itself regardless of what you do? Uh, it's just a matter of protecting the most vulnerable. Well, I mean, it, as we've talked about, it, it's flattening the curve of the healthcare, of the use of the healthcare system. Uh, deaths in, in Texas are quite low, but we have a very young population. And so if you go down to the valley, which is the area right off of the Rio Grande down there at the southern tip of Texas, it's called the valley, a lot of agriculture down there, uh, a lot of uh, immigrant workers uh, legally coming over and, you know, do work and then go back to Mexico. Uh, and so they are experiencing an incredible rise in COVID infections and their hospital beds are full. They're not dying uh, because they are younger, they are healthier, you know, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're still taking up the healthcare facilities. And so that's the problem. They're having uh, ER waits anywhere from four to 11 hours. And as they say, the only way you get a bed is if somebody dies. Uh, and so, and they're starting to reach out to see where they can send people. The problem is there's not much around the valley. Uh, and so they're having to uh, send people by ambulance hours away just to get into a hospital bed. And so that's the problem. Uh, Sweden's interesting to me. One, their death rate is much higher than the nations around them. And so by that standpoint, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, they didn't shut down from a government level, but they told people what they wanted to have happen and people complied. And so people self-censored. They, they, they did what the government said without the government having to institute a law or a regulation. And so that really helped a lot. Uh, the question is, when they come out the other side, yes, their economy dropped just like everybody else's because they did this self-censoring. Um, but do they come back faster and not get that second wave? We're still in the first wave. And so we still won't know if Sweden did this better than the neighboring countries over there until we get into late fall and even 2021 to see how this shakes out with the next round. And, you know, if they, if they essentially have established some level of herd immunity, then, you know, they, they will have done this correctly, but you can't know till then. Well, that is interesting because um, as you sort of walk through your example in Texas, every every place is unique, right? And yeah. so every any any policy, there really is no way of knowing. I mean, in other words, Sweden they they had an open economy, they had a lot of deaths, but they didn't have a, a large migrant population coming in across their border uh, that I know of. Uh, so just like what you have in, in South Texas with people coming across the border, that's a totally different situation, and a lot of people get infected, and then. Hopefully, if they're, like, as you said, since they're young enough, hopefully they won't die. But that's not the same case in, not even in a different place in the country. So, right, in Florida. And, and to the point, I'm not saying that the immigrants from Mexico came over and infected people. I mean, there are, there are laws right now against um, or regulations in place against non-essential travel over the border and things. And so my point is that we have a lot of young people already here who are working. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people who live in close quarters and multi-generational homes who are much more susceptible to transmitting it, but not necessarily uh, to succumbing to it. And so that, that's the point. Right. Uh, but we didn't, Texas didn't shut down seasonal workers. Um, they're nope. allowing well, you've got you've to pick the food. I mean, yeah. uh, the rest of the nation is pretty sure they want us to pick the food because we all want to eat. And so, uh, yeah, there, there's something to that essential worker uh, thing where you let people still go out and pick food and deal with cows and all the things you got to do to get stuff in uh, grocery stores. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ronnie, is it? Oh, uh, one thing, uh, White House is, I saw this this morning, White House weighs uh, TikTok ban as uh, worries about um, Chinese government infiltration and violating the privacy of children. Of course, Ronnie, if you do, you, do you use the TikTok app? Do you make TikTok videos? <laughs> I do not use the TikTok app. Um, I, I, I don't count myself as a conspiracy theorist. 
But I will tell you that I think the government watches a lot more than they tell us. And yeah. I believe the Chinese government watches everything they possibly can. Right. Uh, I don't believe a word they say. And uh, even when their words are, we're watching you, I think that's a lie. I think they're watching you like inside your house, if possible, right? Through your camera <laughs> on your iPhone and your computer. And so to say that the Chinese government is somehow using TikTok to collect information, totally believe that. I mean, I, I think it would be silly otherwise. This is, remember, this is a nation that watches their population walking across the street and if you have a jaywalking ticket outstanding, they'll flash your picture on a billboard so that everybody knows. I mean, this is a social shaming nation. And to do that, you have to have granular data on people. And that's what they're about. That's great stuff. That's a minority report kind of stuff there. Uh, so, I mean, do you think this will happen? Do you think we'll, we'll, we'll and I, I, mean, I mean, the demand for an, an app like TikTok is high. So I would imagine we, we, I mean, this isn't that complicated, right? You just get an American equivalent if you shut down TikTok or, or am I, am I seeing this wrong? Well, the, sh the shutdown on TikTok, I believe is for particular units like government phones and, and mm -hmm. some companies have said, Hey, don't put TikTok on this company issued phone. To tell Americans, you know, me and you personally, that we can't put it on our phone, I don't think that's going to work. That would require that the app store provider, you know, Google for Android or Apple, well, uh, the, take it out of there. That's a big deal. I, that, I, that's that the very thing on a Financial Times article. Sorry. Yeah, that is actually what, what, what it would be. The, the app would have to remove it from Zap Store, Google from the Play Store. And if you wanted it, um, you know, your 12-year-old your kid would have to find a, another way to get an unauthorized app because that... Which, the, which they would. And if yeah. the 12-year-old couldn't do it, they would go to a 9-year-old and the 9-year-old could do it. <laughs> and hand it to the baby if you, if you can't figure it out. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that, that does it for the news of this week, but something to keep in mind looking ahead to next week, Rodney, we, you've got a story here on informedamerican.com. Uh, 32 million Americans receiving some form of unemployment benefit, and yep. those benefits are about to run out, Rodney, uh, but we could see some action on that next week, right? Yeah, it's not the main benefits don't run out because the government extended to 39 weeks um, with the first CARES Act piece, and so unemployment benefits really go for you know two-thirds of the year longer. Um, it's the $600 per week federal unemployment bonus check. Uh, that's what runs out on July 31. Now, with that being said, Congress is going to do something because we still have, by last measure, 11.1 .1 million people unemployed. I think it's more than that. The number of people collecting some form of unemployment at 32 million, that's 20% of the workforce. And so clearly there's a lot of people unemployed. And I don't think we're just going to watch their income drop off that cliff like that. And so I expect some movement from Congress. And you know what? You and I talked about it, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago. There's mention in the paper of Mitch McConnell saying, hey, we need some sort of liability protection for schools and businesses and others so they're not sued when somebody gets COVID in yeah. their establishment. That's coming right back up and it's going to be the trade. You want some money for cities and states and you want extended unemployment? Well, we want this liability protection. And it's exactly what we talked about. Yep. Makes sense. I think that's what, yeah, that, that's a good path forward. Hopefully they can find a compromise and quickly. Uh, Rodney, uh, as uh, you want everyone, we want everyone to go to informedamerican.com. You are the editor of the site and uh, I was putting up great, great stories, great content, real smart news. When people head, head on over there, uh, they can subscribe to their email. They get stories in their inbox every single day. Uh, what kind of stuff can they anticipate seeing over the next couple of days before you and I meet next Friday? 
Well, there's a couple of things percolating. Uh, one of them is uh, the police forces that are, you know, under fire right now, not not literally, but like in New York, where they're defunding from six billion down to five billion. That's a big cut in their budget. And they're seeing a dramatic drop in arrests and amazingly a dramatic increase in shootings. And so people are saying, well, it may be as a work slowdown or whatever. I think it's what you saw in Baltimore after the Freddie Gray case, where a lot of officers look at it and say, you know what? I'm not going to get close to a situation because somebody's got a phone video and I might get called out for doing something wrong, you know, whether I was or, or it was a, you know, heat of the moment. And so I think you're seeing in these larger police forces, you're seeing the police officers say, I'm not going to do anything that's close to the line because I might get blamed for something. And so that's going to be uh, interesting to watch how that develops over the summer because, of course, you know, crime in the warmer months increases. And the other thing is we're starting to hear more about reparations. The city of Asheville, North Carolina, just passed um, some sort of regulation that they're going to do more for opportunities for the black community, for housing ownership and other th things as a method of reparations. I believe Oprah Winfrey bought the rights or is involved with the rights to make the 1619 project into a movie. And so... I don't know if it's going to happen next week, but this is coming. Yep, absolutely. And of course, you all can become informed Americans by subscribing to this channel. If you enjoyed this video, hit the like button. For Rodney Johnson, I'm Dave Oakenquist telling you to get informed, America. You've been listening to Get Informed, America, brought to you by the Informed American Radio Network. Please like and subscribe today in order to get new exclusive weekly episodes. Any questions, thoughts, or comments can be sent directly to info at informedamerican.com. And don't forget to visit informedamerican.com to keep up with real, smart news. Until next time, fight fake news and find common ground.